This is our show. This is our show, all right? Welcome to the Unofficial Review, the podcast for Cowboys fans by Cowboys fans, with your hosts, Matt Clare and Jared Evans. And welcome to the Unofficial Review. I'm Jared Evans, and with me, as always, is Matt Clare. Matt, we like to think we are fashionably late, but it looks because uh, because it took us three weeks to get into get started last season. So we could just say that we're sticking to tradition. Hurricane Harvey and life in general kind of stood in our way a little bit, but better late than never. So Matt, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. How are you? Doing well, doing well. So Matt, we we kind of thought of a new format. Could you just kind of talk a little bit of, to to everybody about what to expect and how we're we're changing things up with doing two shorter shows a week? Yeah, we joked that we started late last year, and and so that was maybe our plan for this year, but not really the case. Uh, <laughs> life just gets in the way, and uh, you know we'd always you know we're brother in laws, so we keep in touch quite often, and we even talked about hey, well maybe we should do something for a draft, or maybe we maybe we should do something for uh, preseason or training camp. Obviously, none of those happen. Um, but but we're just thinking, you know, instead of going for you know a full hour or hour plus some weeks, uh, try to break it into two separate podcasts per week, uh, both thirty to forty five minutes in length, and one to strictly focus, you know, on a Monday or Tuesday to react to what had happened that Sunday or that Monday. Um, and maybe even a Thursday this this season, um, and then the other that's posted on a Thursday or Friday that that previews the upcoming game for the the following weekend. So uh, that's that's just an easy way to do it. Uh, we can recap, you know, today we can just kind of make it pretty simple by recapping our our thoughts on the season overall so far. Only three games in, and then just take a closer look at uh, the L.A. Rams that are coming to town this weekend. Absolutely, absolutely, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to this season, and um, even though we're a little late now, I'm I'm ready to go. And so, let's jump right into it. Like you said, we're not going to try to cram three weeks of content into this one episode. So, um, we'll just kind of start out, and Matt, I'll let you kind of go first. Just give me a couple of your your biggest takeaways so far from this season, and then kind of tell me your optimism or lack thereof in the Cowboys team so far. And we'll try to make this short and then jump right into the Rams. Well, I don't I don't want to toe the line right down the middle, but I just really don't know how much we know about this team just yet. Um, two pretty tough road games. Uh, you know, you had the one game at home, but I would say even in the two wins that you had, uh, you look at New York, who didn't have Odell Beckham Jr., and they really haven't looked good with him, you know, anyway, but they've looked better than they did in week one. And then you had, of course, Arizona without David Johnson. So, you know, both closely fought games no no blowouts by any means and although Dallas really kind of took control in the second half against Arizona you know still very winnable games for the opponent so I, I mean I would say we you know we we don't know a lot but in the NFL wins a win so I'm you know I'm fine being two and one that that road trip to Denver I think we all want to forget about that one so we won't talk about it too much um, but I just think you know the schedule so far uh, both in having those two key players out you know during the wins against the the Giants and the Cardinals and and really just going up against the the Denver defense is nasty. That's a tough place to play, uh, especially as a week two swing in your first road game going up there to mile high. Um, but but yeah, I mean I, I think that there are plenty of bright spots that we can touch on, um, namely Demarcus Lawrence. If I'm being Captain Obvious, but uh, I don't know. The, to me, the thing that maybe I'm uh, not as high on moving forward, or the thing that that sort of had me 
a little bit curious as to you know what was going on as the offense because you know they they caught a little bit of a rhythm against Arizona but I just don't think we've seen this offense put together a full game and I was happy to see them stick to the running game I think that's a big part of their identity Um, and, and I think maybe something that you'll probably spend some time talking about is you know they were subtle changes but this is a different offensive line and you know maybe we've seen some of those growing pains yeah the I think they just kind of we've kind of stumbled out of the gate here a little bit, and especially offensively, defensively. I don't think we knew what to to expect coming into the season to begin with. And I think you mentioned Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, I think what we're seeing what a healthy Demarcus Lawrence looks like, and if he can keep that up through the season. I mean, I, I know he played a backup left tackle last week against Arizona, and we all know the the Giants' offensive line is straight trash. So. But but still, he still leads the league in sacks and was the uh, defensive player of the month this month. I don't know if you saw that news. So, um, you know, whether he's playing against uh, subpar tackles or not, it's still impressive what he's put together. But you're right, the offense is what's concerning to me, particularly the offensive line. I I would, would have never thought that a left guard could make this big a difference, but I really do think they miss Ron Leary in the running game. And um, so, you know... Whether or not that will get, I think that will get better over time. And I think, uh, you know, Chaz Green is still learning the position. Lyle Collins is still kind of learning the tackle position. So I think that'll get better over time. I just think they've stumbled out of the gate. Um, And, you know, Zeke has a lot going on off the field, a lot on his mind. Dak hasn't always been as accurate as he he usually is. So just to kind of a slow start in general. I do think they'll pick it up. I mean, look, the first three teams we played were all top top ten defenses last year. So, I mean, we're not always going to play defenses that strong. Um, we were two and one at this point last year. So, look, I mean, all things considered, um, I think it's okay. You're right, Denver. Let's just pretend that never happened. I mean, yeah. when, when we were watching that game, man, I think it just kind of felt the entire time like, I mean, this is not this team. They just weren't themselves. I mean, Sean Lee was missing tackles. Witten was n- not on his game, so I mean, it was across the board. So, yeah, football is a, a very like a very much a game of rhythm on offense. Uh, I mean, you could say defense as well, but it, specifically that game, there was no rhythm. There was no, um, you know. I guess synchrony on the offensive line on some plays. I mean, you know, everybody pointed to to Zeke having such a bad day. There really wasn't a lot of running room for him. So, um, and I think, you know, the crowd played a factor in that. Um, And, and I don't know. I mean, I just think some days the other team has your number. I mean, there's a reason that not a lot of NFL teams go undefeated, but I mean, it, it did, you know, obviously we joke and we want to forget about it. It brought up some questions. I feel like they put together a really good effort on the road in Arizona and answered some of those questions. And, you know, specifically the offensive line, I think that right tackle is going to get better because obviously Lyle Collins is a player, you know, we'll see on Chaz green, but you're right. I mean, these defenses that they've played, uh, have really good, strong fronts and especially, you know, in the middle and on the edge, and uh, I don't I don't think it's going to any easier against L.A. They've got some pretty talented guys as well. But you come back home and I just really think, you know, Dak and the offense specifically, uh, they play, play so much better at home. So, you know, we'll we'll talk about that game a little bit later. But, you know, that's why, like you said, I think that the law of averages will come into play and that the line will continue to improve as the season goes on. And, and they're not going to face some of these studs every week. But right. You know, if we do allow ourselves to look long term, 
the good teams are going to have good fronts. So they do have to improve in those areas. And, and, you know, hopefully over the course of the season, they can do that. Sure. And, you know, look, Zeke's a big question mark too. I mean, um, if they're, if they're struggling to move the ball with Zeke, um, I think from what I last saw in the news, we'll know a lot more about his situation next week. But, uh, if, if if he is going to miss some time, then 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 I do have big concerns about the offense. Um, just because, like I said, of that of that inability, they're not getting push uh, on the interior of the offensive line that, like they were last year. And I do think Ron Leary make, uh, missing him is making a big difference. But uh, but 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 like I said, Chaz Green's learning his position, and I think they'll get better over time. So. We'll see. We'll see uh, how it goes. But I'm, I'm like you. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think is how I would would best put it. And I think we'll know a lot more about this team after the next two games. I'd agree. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't think anybody's necessarily having a sophomore slump or the the offense no. is getting off to a bad start. I mean, you you just had some of those subtle changes. I mean, you said it facing uh, three defenses that were top ten last year. I mean, that's not you know, anything to ignore. And I mean, another thing was the, I mean, Des didn't have a really good start to the season, uh, but you saw a few other guys step up. And especially now that I think that was Butler's uh, first game last week. So that's kind of encouraging that, that he's in there and, and made the plays that he did down the field. Yeah. You, you mentioned Des. I mean, look, I, I think we mentioned this last year. Des is, Des is great. I think he's a really, really good player. He doesn't. He does not perform well against the elite corners. He he hasn't for a while now, and so you know Janoris Jenkins, um, uh, Keep Talib, and then Patrick Peterson. I mean, my goodness, he kind of had his work cut out for him the last three weeks. I do think that'll change a little bit this week. I think there will be some opportunities for Des uh, this week. Um, L, the Rams don't really have that shutdown corner, so. But I do think he struggles against that that type of player, especially when they're really, really physical. Um, so that's just something that we have to know. Look, that that Des is what he is. So they have to be able to get the other guys open. They just have to, and they have to be able to run the ball. So, yeah. What about? Uh, I mean, I've tried to watch him closely, but but Jalen Smith has been a big storyline, and he's been out there all three games so far. Um, I don't have a frame of reference to say that he's, you know, 100% healthy, but, um, it, it obviously he's made huge strides from, from being completely out of the game to doing what he's doing now. I mean, what have you seen from him so far? Well, I know he leads the league, leads the team in tackles. So, but he kind wow, of, okay. but you, but he plays middle linebacker. I mean, you, you really sure. kind of expect that from a middle linebacker. Look, I think he's, I think he's all things considered. I think he's doing fine. There are little things that he that'll get better over time, like him being able to anticipate what's coming, anticipate which gap the running back is going to try to hit, and that's what Sean Lee is so incredibly good at. So I think with experience, that stuff will get better with Jalen. The other thing is, I think his his flat out speed. Um, I I don't think he's all the way back yet in terms of just his all out speed. I there was a play last week. That I saw him trying to run somebody down, and you could tell that there was like an extra gear that he just couldn't get to. So, but other than that, I mean, look, I think he's going to be fine. It's it's an amazing story just that he's even playing. Not, I mean, I think we all expect him to play this year, but not the number of snaps that he's been getting. So, 
Um, right. I would say that's the surprising thing, and that's what I was going to touch on is just the speed and that lateral movement. You can tell you can tell he almost compensates for it a little bit in his footwork. Right. Um, but I mean, owning whatever makes you different. What is that? Yes, it's really just about. Is that me? I think that's you. That that is professionalism at its finest, right there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was think one of my tabs I had open had a an ad on it. Good thing it. Oh wasn't, man. Uh, yeah. Good thing it wasn't something else, right? Yeah. Bam, we don't do wow, that. Wow. We don't do that here on this podcast. <laughs> it's PG. We'll keep it PG. Yeah. So yeah, anyway. I mean, so yeah, Jalen. I mean, yeah, it's just the speed. There's an extra gear that I think he had that he hasn't quite found yet, and I think he will. And like I said, I think just um, that kind of instinct and anticipation that you need from your middle linebacker, I don't think it's quite there yet, but I think it will be. Well, I mean, other than that, you had you know, speaking of the the week three and and moving over to defense a little. I mean, Jordan Lewis was impressive, and just due to injuries and guys being dinged up, you had even more uh, rookie and and second year guys out there in the secondary. At one point, you had Frazier, who's predominantly a special teams guy, out there. But really, over the course of the game, they're able to switch their approach a little bit, do some three man fronts, still apply pressure. I mean, all that credit goes to really to Lawrence and the interior guys. But um, the I mean, these guys are still flying around the ball. There were some third and, and uh, you know, third and fives, third and sevens where Jordan Lewis made some plays. I mean, just a lot of new guys back there. And, and you know, if you look at their body of work over four quarters, I thought they came together very well. Yeah, Jordan Lewis has been impressive. I mean, especially considering he didn't play at all in the preseason. He, he didn't get much in training camp because he had his, his trial at the beginning. And then he had a, some hamstring issues, which it sounds like have come back just a little bit. But, man, considering all that, you know, when they drafted, they, they drafted the three corners. They drafted uh, Cheetah Bayouzier, Jordan Lewis, and Marquez White. And of all the three, uh, you know, you, you hear people talk, and you know, I think kind of the word is in the star that all the, the scouts in there, I think Jordan Lewis was their favorite from, from the get-go. And I think we saw that last week. Uh, he he covered well, but his uh, man his tackling ability is great. He reminds me a little bit of what we saw in Anthony Brown last year. He was able to do that, make those tackles out in the flat. So I mean, I, I think look, I'm excited about Jordan Lewis. And here's my question for you, Matt. I don't think the Cowboys would do this, but if if and I know Nolan Carroll's out with concussion protocol, but if if, if Nolan Carroll could play this week, would you start Lewis over Carroll? I mean, I guess it all depends on matchups. I just don't know. I mean, I don't know if you put Sammy Watkins in this category, but, I mean, you had Lewis on uh, on Fitzgerald for a, a portion of that game. So, I mean, I think you go with the hot hand, and I just I think it's a trust thing at some point in time mm-hmm. um, because they've got to trust Lewis out there on some of these guys. But, man, I'm sorry. I mean, Nolan Carroll was somebody we were able to sign on the cheap. If you're right. any fan of advanced stats or ratings and stuff that they have available to the general, you know, public now, I mean, they all bear out and show that he rated very poorly, you know, in his time on the field last season. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say a total loss, but over the course of the next, you know, 10 plus games, a rookie's going to make rookie mistakes. So, if you're okay living with that, um, I think just all the things that he was able to show so far this season, you know, he's flashed and I think he's going to continue developing. So I don't know. Yes, I would play Lewis and I would just, you know, maybe 
keep the other guys around for depth. I mean, you know, right. this, it depends. You know, you look at the offense this week, they're uh, spread them out, you know, kind of get the ball around to different people offense. So you might need to rotate your DBs in and out. But I don't know. That's a long-winded way of saying, yeah, I'm not a Nolan Carroll fan. <laughs> yeah, I would too. I don't think Dallas will do I don't think that this coaching staff would do that, at least not this early in the season. But just something to think about. And look, it's not – look, it's probably not a huge deal either way. The good news for fans is, is that Jordan Lewis looks really promising, and uh, that's something that, man, we've just been aching to see from uh, from a young cornerback for a long time now. So, yeah, I think that's good to see. Um, other quick notes I had is that I think I think we need more from Tyrone Crawford. Um, I just I just don't notice him enough. I don't, and I don't know if it's because they keep moving him inside and then outside and inside and outside, but he's I just don't notice that he's making that much of an impact. And then, and then Taco, uh, I, we haven't really noticed him at all yet either. And that's not to say he's a bust. I mean, it's week three of his rookie season, but you know, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens there. But those are just some other notables that you know we're just kind of well. Let's see. I mean, look, Tyrone Crawford needs to produce. I mean, that he got that big contract, and it can't at some point it can't only be Demarcus Lawrence and um, and Malik Collins. They can't be the only ones on the defensive line with production. Yeah, no, I mean, I would agree with you there. Um, but just the amount of production and the things you're getting done uh, by all these guys that are just first and second year players. I mean, it gives you encouragement. Tyron Crawford, I mean, I know he flashed a, a couple years ago. Uh, I do think he's doing his job in this defense, if you will. Um, and, and that is the inside leverage kind of, you know, owning his gap. I, I think he does a really good job of that in terms of maybe pass rush and disruptive plays. He doesn't have as many, but yeah. he is, if you, if you, if you watch, you know, maybe for this weekend, he's always around. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say that about him, but I know where you're coming from. Yeah. I'm going to try to watch him more. I'll, I'll try to watch him more. So, so go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, we, you know, Des Bryant's touchdown was his 69th touchdown of his career. I mean, that's that's pretty significant, right? I mean, everybody yeah. remembers him in Romo, and he hasn't necessarily had the hottest start of this season and or just with the connection, you know, with Dak in general. But uh, that's a lot of touchdowns, and he's a young guy, so he's easily going to be able to, to get up and upwards of 100. And, uh, I mean, we know he's talented. He's just got to put it together. And I think he's had a, a lot of plays where – Maybe he's just trying to do a little too much or he gets jawing with the other guy and gets overly competitive. I think that's where he gets too into it and drops the slant passes and, you know, makes the the, the bad judgment calls. I mean, but overall, this guy's been solid. And, and to have that many touchdowns in his 100th career game, I mean, that's impressive. It is. And, and you mentioned when, uh, when, he, when he gets rattled a little bit, what suffers is his route running. He, 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 when he gets frustrated, he starts to run lazy routes. But, you know, what's funny about Dez is just when you start to think, my goodness, you know, where is Dez Bryant? He, he comes up with a play like he did this past week where, he, you know, he caught the ball in the middle of the field, open field, makes three guys miss, and then, by the way, carried, carried five more into the end zone. I mean, just when, you, just when he puts you to sleep, he wakes you up with some kind of freakish, amazing play like he did this past week. Yeah, and I mean, and they're gonna they're gonna play a lot better at home. So I mean, I I don't think 
I think we'll see him in the end zone again here this weekend. I mean, it's going to come, you know, that's, that's what I mean is this is not going to catch nine of 45 balls, you know, the whole season. That's not a, that's not a average. that's going to bear out. So, um, they're going to, you can even see early in the first quarter, they're trying to go to him, try to go to him just, you know, to, to get that rhythm going. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll see him throw up decks this week. I think I really do, but yeah, I just don't want him to force to, to force it. I mean, it, you know, and I think we've seen that some, but, um, look, there's just too many weapons on this offense to, to continue to try to force it. But it's a double-edged sword because if you, if you don't, then you're like, well, he, you know, why aren't we trying to get the ball to one of our best playmakers? So it's kind of a win-win lose-lose situation, um, for the Cowboys and the play calling and, and for Dak. But, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, look, I think he'll have an easier time this week against the Rams. Um, with their, you know, their corners aren't anywhere near what Des has faced in the, in the previous three weeks this year. Agreed. All right, you, you ready to jump right into the Rams then? Let's do it. All righty. So, I, you know, for me, Matt, it's it, they're kind of like Dallas. They're diff, it's difficult to determine how good the Rams are this year. And I know, I know that they're not um, the Rams that we are accustomed to. I think they're better than that. I really do. I mean, I think Jared Goff. Is looking a lot better. I think he's going to end up being a franchise player for them. Gurley's a beast. I think Watkins was a good pickup. Um, they are really deep at wide receiver with Cooper Cup, and uh, and they had a couple draft pick, uh, another draft pick, uh, the uh, the kid from A and M, uh, Josh uh, Reynolds. There you go. You're my Big Twelve guy. So, um, well, well, they're SEC now. So yeah. Well, whatever. I'm just college football guy. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. So so they. They're really deep at receiver, uh, and so I guess on the offense, on the Rams' offensive side of the ball, um, I mean, I'm a little concerned about our secondary, and it, it, hopefully, I think if look, the, their offensive line is not great. So if if Demarcus Lawrence can keep doing what he's been doing, and Malik Collins can keep doing what he's been doing, and they can get pressure on Goff, I think they'll be okay. But if Goff has time, he can he's going to pick the secondary apart. So that's a little concerning to me. Um, for when the Rams have the ball. I mean, I think the big catalyst for what they've done on offense this year is, is obviously the, the new head coach and Sean McVay. You know, they went after, they, they hired a pretty young guy, and that's his thing is, He's is younger offense. younger than we are, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I mean – you say we, I mean, I'm 34. I think he's 34. So we're like brothers basically. <laughs> no, I'm actually, he's 30. Um, I didn't know that. That's crazy. But anyway, so, so he's, you know, innovative offensive mind, right? The, you've heard it before, but you don't hear it on the NFL level, uh, when mentioning head coach. I mean, I guess you could go back to Josh McDaniels kind of going away from the Patriots and doing his own thing with, with well, not a lot of success. Didn't they say that about Jason Garrett? Yeah, kind of. I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll see. I don't think he was 30, though. Um, I could have been I could be wrong. I'm not going to look it up. But the the whole point in me saying that is that's what's really brought the offense to L.A. And, you know, as opposed to Prescott, who was who was pressed into action last year with Romo's injury. And, you know, we know how that all happened. And he's made a name for himself doing what he did last season. You know, Goff basically took a red shirt, but Goff, you know, sat and watched. And, you know, maybe it was his to his benefit because I think this new offense suits him. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I mean, the week one was the Colts. They've they've pretty much shown to not be a very good team, uh, but they had a competitive game against Washington. And then this past weekend, I just I can't figure out 
if the Rams and the Niners are both not very good teams right. or what happened there because you had a little bit of everything on that Thursday night game. But but the point is, you know, these guys have been putting up points. And, you know, I think that is concerning just because not really because of the receivers, because they don't have like that top guy that we're talking about. But I don't think in their offense that that generally matters. I mean, they're going to put a lot of four wide receiver sets out and they're going to spread the ball around. And the reason that they can do that is they've got Todd Gurley in the backfield, who's no slouch. And so I think that's the biggest test. Week one against Washington, they have. You know, no run game. That's bared itself out through the rest of the season and other in their other matchups. Week two, you had Denver. You know, name Denver's top running back. I, I don't. You know, I don't think you can. They didn't have a guy in the backfield. I think you just got beat through the air. So then you look at the Rams. They can do it on the ground and they can do it through the air. And then their back can catch it out of the backfield. So you can't get caught on your heels this week. I think you have to respect what they do on offense. They have the same record that you do. And what I mentioned earlier, their defensive line, they've got Aaron Donald. They've got a couple other guys. I mean, Aaron Donald's really good just by himself. So, you know, you're going to have a, a few challenges there up front. And, I mean, I don't know as much about their secondary to say that they don't have a top guy. But I think you're right. I don't think that the rest of the back half of that defense is as a, you know, top notch. But I know for certain they have a good D-line. So, you know, that that's what concerns me just about having a young defense when you get spread out like that. And when, if, if you know, inside like that and on the turf, you know, Todd Gurley can do his thing. I mean, he's a very, very talented running back, so he can do it on the ground. He can catch passes. Um, he accounted for a lot of offense for them last week. Yeah, I mean, you know, for for years the Rams invested heavily with their early first-round picks on, on their defense with Aaron Donald and Mark Barron and, 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 and others. And over the last couple years they, they've – been doing that on their on offense with Jared Goff, Todd Gurley. I mean, uh, this past draft, their their second round pick was Gerald Everett, then they got Cooper Cup, and then they got Josh Reynolds. So now they're investing heavily in the offense, trying to get weapons around um, around Goff. So you know, if if Dallas's offense wasn't struggling, it wouldn't it wouldn't concern me. If if they were running the ball the way we saw last year, it wouldn't concern me because. We could keep their offense off the field, and we'd be fine. But because we're struggling a little bit, that's my only kind of uh, hesitation, I guess, uh, with this. And so, you know, um, we'll see. But I do think the Rams can score points. And like I said, last year it wouldn't have bothered me because I thought, well, we, we'll just score more. But so th- th- this year I just don't know. We'll, 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 we'll see. I think we'll find out a lot about this team. But you, you, you talked about their defense a little bit, and I mentioned we've everybody knows Aaron Donald. Um, Mark Barron, I don't know if you, you know, you know Alabama, he uh, came in, he was drafted as a safety. He's now playing inside linebacker for them, actually. So I don't, he kind of like, you know, Parcells used to tell uh, Roy Williams that he was a biscuit shy of being a linebacker. Well, <laughs> he had a few, huh? I guess Mark Barron ate the biscuit. So um, he's now playing linebacker, which tells me, I mean, between him and Ogletree, they have tons and tons of speed. Uh, on that kind of second level of their defense. I mean, when you have a guy that uh, that was really a safety, and we all and we know Ogletree's really fast too. So they have a ton of speed. Their their defensive line is built with speed too. They don't have they don't have that big trash can full of dirt like we saw with um, that guy with Denver. And I think I think that will help Dallas run the ball because. Um, they they'll be able to move these smaller athletic guys, and they'll be able to move them off the ball. But um, 
but but they're fast. So I don't, you know, it's it's pick your poison, I guess. But my point is, is I think the the reason we struggled against Denver is because they had some massive bodies on the interior of that defensive line. The Rams don't really have that. So that's kind of what I noticed. Just look, just looking at their defense, um, I think they they have a ton of speed. And then their secondary, they have that Tremaine Johnson is probably their best cornerback. Uh, so we'll see we'll see what happens. But I th- I do think that we'll have I think Zeke will have his breakout game this week. That's what I'm predicting. Yeah, I was gonna say that too because if you just look at um, what they've given up, I mean Carlos Hyde had 25 carries for 84 yards and a couple of touchdowns against them. And I didn't follow that game, you know, the whole time, the whole way through. God, this this website had some audio on it too. Jeez, sorry about that, guys. I'm just trying to bring some some stats and some info to you, and I'm just I'm just. I'm just trying to be sold over here. Yeah, I'll just I'll just exit out so I don't ruin the podcast. Uh, but anyway, no, they, they I think I think that like you said, the the skill is there, but maybe not the same size. So I think they'll be able to lean on that. But but I made the comment to you when we were talking about the game the other day. I mean, at, at the end of the game, when it's uh, you know, I mean, literally just like classic football score, twenty-one thirteen. You know, uh, at the end of the fourth quarter. I mean, that's what. Uh, that's what Garrett loves. All three phases, you know, played a positive game and the, the offense helped the defense and so on and so forth. And yeah, the defense didn't look good, but they turned it around this, that, and the other. So, I mean, if, if you would have asked him before the game, if he could have that, he would have been like, yeah, that's my, you know, that's, that's what we plan for. So, I mean, I think if you look at it, it it was a, a kind of a wild first half and then it's tied seven to seven. I think they came out in the second half and, and did what they had to do. So uh, win's a win. You move on. And I just think, I mean, should they beat this team? Yes. I mean, uh, but this is the NFL. So that's why you just can't really – it's not like college where you can say, you know, this team's definitely better than that team, especially in week three. Um, in the NFL, like we both admitted, we don't know a ton about each team enough to say that. But I just think from maybe what we know about last year, even going into this year, um, like you said, if, if, if Lawrence can apply that pressure, I think you can get Goff to make some mistakes. And if the offense can run the ball effectively, then that's going to open up the pass game. They're going to be able to build a lead. And then maybe you just force the issue with the Rams and make Goff beat you. And I don't know. I mean, the secondary obviously has to do what they've got to do. Um, it, I'm just a little bit leery of the the spread out offense and what they might be able to do against some of the the secondary. If you know, you noticed earlier in the game, you had guys dinged up, and like I mentioned earlier, Frazier coming in, you know, they obviously turned it around and, and won the game. But you know, against the, a different matchup, that could be a different story. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Dallas does in terms of their uh, inactives this week because. Um, it said, you know, Nolan Carroll did participate in the media portion of practice. Um, so, you know, he was out with a concussion. So it's looking like he m- might be able to go. Um, you know, Awuzie is trying to recover from his ha- hamstring injury. So I still don't know about him. Lewis is, Jordan Lewis has his own hamstring thing going on. So, I mean, that's three corners right there. Then you have Skandrick with his busted up hand. So it'll, you know, they do have, and the other guy they have has been a Ben Wickery. So try saying that six times fast. Yeah, I was going to say better you than me. <laughs> um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with the inactives. I mean, I don't think, look, out of Carol, Uzier, and Lewis, not all three, I don't 
I think it's unlikely that all three of them are going to be able to go. So we may see a situation where they might end up having to call up Mark Quest White from the practice squad, which, you know, he didn't look terrible in preseason. But either way, they're going to – I don't want to go into this game like we did against Denver and end up having a couple of safeties having to play cornerback. And, I mean, I know that they can. Look, it's great – it's great that uh, that that Jones and um, and uh, uh, Louisiana Tech draft pick uh, Xavier, Xavier Woods. Woods, it's, yes. It's great that those guys can play corner, but that's not ideal, you know. So I, I mean, I'd rather go, those guys be playing safety. So it'll be interesting to see what they what the Cowboys do with their inactives and to manage through those injuries a little bit this week. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I, I want to stick to, you know, our, our plan here and, and maybe keep it light. So let's uh, let's maybe just wrap it with, with our predictions for Sunday at noon at home against L.A. Alrighty, I am thinking, you know, I, I always do. I do look at I always do look at the Vegas spread and, I, and Dallas is a six and a half point favorite. Um, I have not looked at the over under, but I do think this could be our first real high scoring game of the season. And I, I see it being something like, uh, I'm going to say 30 to 21 Dallas. Okay. I like that. Um, I am going to, uh, I'm going to go maybe 27. I'm going to call it 27 to 17. How about that? I don't like that. No, I like that. I don't like my 21 score because, Dallas has been, but don't break defense. They typically give up field goals, but not touchdowns, and so that would mean I'm I'm looking at three touchdowns. So oh man, you put it out there. It's yours. Yeah, you have to keep I have it. to own it. I have to own it. <laughs> uh, you might be right. Who knows? I mean, and and uh, and we'll see. I I don't know. Like I said, I just think that um, there's so much that we don't know that that we might not have. Seen. I mean, Eli was pretty awful in week one. And then in, in week two, you saw what Simeon did. So, gosh, I mean, just given what golf's done, I know it's at home and not on the road, this, that, and the other. But um, well, and, and Palmer, when Palmer didn't have pressure, he looks really good too. So right. if, they mean, don't, so. if they don't get into Goff, Jared Goff's kitchen, then he's going to have a field day. And so and Fitz, Fitzgerald's like 50 years old, so he put up like 300 yards. <laughs> uh, you know, a couple exaggerations there. But, I mean, yeah, that's why it's hard for me to say – you know, yes, they'll do this to do that, but I'm still going with 17 just because I think they can make it a sloppy game. They can run the ball. They can dictate the pace of play, um, and, and I do believe they'll be able to run the ball at home and, and do that with uh, Zeke and score some touchdowns. You know, doing that, I think the defense will just be able to, to you know, play a little bit looser, you know, maybe send a few more blitzes and, you know, make golf, make some mistakes. I just don't see more. I don't see it. I mean, even 31 to me doesn't sound like a big score, especially when we look back at last week at these guys scoring like 40 plus and they've done it twice already this season. So I don't know. We're both probably way off. Yeah. Another thing, I think we'll see some turnovers this week. Um, hopefully those will be in, in Dallas's favor, but you know, last week was a weird game against Arizona. There were no turnovers in the entire game. So I mean, look, that, that was, ha- yeah. yeah, that doesn't happen very often in the NFL. So, and look, Dak, uh, knock on knock on wood doesn't really turn the ball over. So hopefully we can uh, put Goff in some tough situations and maybe uh, maybe grab the ball from him a couple times. Yeah, and how about that, man? I mean, he's in some rarefied air. 
Um, and and I know that he had a few. I mean, he had to force the ball in Denver, so that that was what it was. Um, but I don't have the stat in front of me. I know that he got to uh, 500 completions with less than you know five interceptions or something like that in his career, and like he might be the only person in NFL history to ever do that. Um, but I'll go and double check that for our, our next podcast. But I, I know they were tracking something like that on him. Yeah, I'm trying to pull it up, but I'm just not moving fast enough. He, I mean, but he, he does something to like, just amaze you every week. Like they've, they've hit on that pick so, so well that, I mean, you look at that, the, the throwing it like 50 plus yards off his back foot, rolling to his right last week. I mean, there's just not a lot of guys in the league that can do that. 566 attempts, six interceptions. Yeah. So, I mean, that just puts him, like, as one of the most, you know, I guess, sorry, that's probably the wrong way to say it. I was going to say almost most accurate, but um, just protects yeah. the football. And uh, and so, I mean, that's every coach's dream, and it just helps the team. Well, they and they, look, they got to keep giving him – uh, I love the plays, the boot actions, and the, the the plays outside of the pocket. I mean, he's so accurate when he's on the move. I don't know how. I don't know. You know, it's kind of baffling to 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 see that he's more accurate on the move than he is in the pocket. But he just he just is. I mean that that laser that he threw to Noah Brown last week on the run. I mean that was a really tight window, and that was a. I mean the, those kind of throws really amaze me when he's on the run. And there's not a whole lot of quarterbacks that can do that when they're moving around like that. So. Well, keep- and I think I think if they they have to keep the um, the run pass option in there to where he actually keeps it. I mean, I thought that was a turning point in the game. Yeah. In the second half last week, when not- he was able to grab a couple first downs like that. Yeah, not a ton, but three or four times a game, absolutely. And yeah, you know, when I- it makes sense, and I mean, when it, it's com- like when the C's part like that, you just have to get it because you know, especially when Zeke was struggling, I feel like that really opened things up. Well, they ran one early in the game where he gave it to Zeke. And um, number 44, that outside linebacker for for Arizona, his name escapes me, but uh, he gave it to Zeke, and and that guy, he wasn't worried about Dak at all, went right for Zeke, tackled him behind the line of scrimmage. And when that happened, I was like, man, if if Dak would have kept that ball, he could have run for days. And then sure enough, later in the game, he did exactly that and and ran him for the touchdown. But So, yeah, I mean, I think – Look, one thing, I, I can't take credit for this analysis, but I heard it somewhere else, and they were talking about the aggressiveness of, of, of this Rams defense, and it is it is a, uh, a Wade Phillips defense, so you know that they're aggressive. They, they like speed to move around, but they also can over-pursue. So I look for that stretch play, play action, uh, that, or stretch play boot action that Dak did so many times last year to uh, successfully. I think we might see a little bit more of that this uh, this week with some big games. I agree, man. It'll be interesting. I mean, like you said, this time last year, the team was 2-1. and one. I think a couple of the players even mentioned, you know, hey, we might have needed this loss last year. It really helped us to focus. And I don't remember the exact number, but I want to say they had like eight or nine straight wins after that last year. So, Uh, the schedule definitely doesn't get easier by any means. And I've tried to keep uh, an eye on the rest of the NFC East. And, you know, I haven't seen anything too, um, I don't know, intimidating or, or uh, too tough. You know, the Eagles have, have looked like the Eagles. I, I I think I like the addition of LeGarrette Blunt. The Redskins had a really good game at home against the Raiders. So, 
Um, I just think, you know, we kind of make fun of ourselves, but starting the podcast on week three maybe saves us from saying some stupid stuff after week one <laughs> and then going back after week two and being like, what happened? So, um, you know, I, I don't know that I think you could say the same thing about the rest of the NFC East. I mean, except for the Giants because you're zero and three. So, haha. Uh, but <laughs> Man, I've got I, a Gi- I, I, I think the Giants are in for a very long season. That's what I think. I really do. Yeah. Um, no, I know. I, I was just kind of joking. I mean, we both talk about it. I have a, a coworker, so he's just always trying to dog on the Cowboys. And I'm like, hey, man, 0-3 right now, bro. So it's it's all in good fun. But I don't know. Other than that, you know, it's you know how it is in the NFC East. doesn't matter what happens against the other teams. They all hate each other. And, you know, even on, in their worst seasons, the Redskins will somehow – take a one away from the Cowboys. So you had some good success in the conference last year. You got to keep that up. And, uh, I mean, heck winning eight or nine games in a row last year, that's not no easy task to duplicate, but you know, we'll see if they'll be able to do that now. I don't know. Um, I haven't looked at the schedule beyond this. Um, but I guess we could look at that as well. We got, uh, Rams at home, Packers at home at San Francisco at Washington chiefs at home at Atlanta, yeah, I mean, that's rough. That's brutal, man. Well, the 49ers and the Redskins, I mean, if you're going to have road games, I'll I'll take those two teams on the road. Yeah, I mean, it's better than going to Denver and Arizona, I would compare. But, you know, the Packers, they're they're, they're – At least doing, we get them home. Do you, did you know against the Packers, the last five – or I think it's six out of the last seven times we've played the Packers have been in Lambeau? No, I did not know that. That'd be cool. You know, we, we need to hop on a plane one day when they go there and just buy some expensive tickets just to say we we did that. Absolutely. As long as it's in November or later. I want it yeah, to be yeah. cold, cold, cold. <laughs> we say that now. We're like, what do, what do we think? But no, I mean, Packers, yeah, that's a game you look at, you know, with an inexperienced defense and, you know, a few question marks and, you know, what can happen there, right? We don't like those guys. And the Chiefs look like a completely different team this season. And then, obviously, the Falcons are rolling – and then after that, you go into it with the Eagles. I don't know. I mean, the, I think the back half, really this whole schedule is is right now. I, I know it's hard to say, like I just said, after after week three. But, I mean, just those games and then right after that, anything you have, you've got Chargers and then you've got more NFC East matchups. But I'll, at I'll, the Raiders and then and home against the Seahawks and then at Philly to close the year. I mean, that could be some late season who's going to win the – division drama right there i mean if you just look at some what ifs yeah i mean that's why like i said i think if you, if we if we can get if we can pick up wins these next two weeks against the rams and the packers and then you go into at san francisco and at washington you go into that little two-game stretch at four and one i'm feeling pretty good about things because and then you we're fortunate to get the chiefs at home and then you have at the falcons so Let's say if you can get to that Falcons game with two losses, I think you're in really good shape. Um, you know, hopefully just the one. But I, if you can get into that game with two losses, I think you're in pretty good shape. And then look, then, then I mean, outside of NFC East games, you have at the Raiders. I'm sorry, but the Seahawks don't scare me this year, especially at home. Um, and but that's not until Christmas Eve. So um, look at Oakland. I don't, they're in a, Oakland's another team that we're not a hundred percent sure how good they actually are. So, um, and no, I think they're, I think they're really good. I don't know. I think, I think, I think it shows that Washington's secondary is pretty good. 
um, and and maybe a couple of the other parts. I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously Washington's not a trash team either, but I just thought the Raiders were a lot better than that. I just think we'll Washington see. has a trash quarterback. But well, yeah, I mean, not garbage, but yeah, maybe not the best. So look, it's at least I guess if you look at it, it's not. Uh, the, the the really tough one is with the Chiefs and the Falcons back to back. Other than that, yeah, that's pretty. That's what's up with that NFL. Other than that, you don't really have like um, a, a string of toughness that we have. Um, that I think we really had to start. I mean, I think Giants Broncos Cardinals right off the right off the bat was pretty brutal. So so let me ask. I mean, maybe I'm maybe this is me being clueless, but so I know that during the way that they do the schedule. Um, and we can't spend too much time on this. We got to wrap it up. But but I, I understand that we're facing the NFC West. That's clear when I'm looking at this. Mm-hmm. But then you sprinkle in the Packers and you sprinkle in the the Falcons and obviously Chiefs and Chargers. I mean, that's so the way just... they do it. The way they do it is you rotate one NFC division and then one AFC division. So um, this season we're playing the NFC West and the AFC West. So outside of your own division and in those two divisions, you play first-place teams within your conference. So Packers were a first-place team in the NFC. That's why we're playing them. Falcons were a first-place team in the NFC East. That's why we're playing them. So because, and, the, and the Seahawks. Okay, because we were first place, we play them the following year. Is that what exactly. you're saying? Yes. Exactly. Now I'm – being totally honest, I'm just now learning that for the first time. That's so, right. so yeah, I mean, <laughs> you play three different divisions. You play all the teams in three different divisions. Two, yeah. In the, in the, no, I get it now. I yeah. just had no idea. Yeah. So there we go. Okay. Well, hey, I don't know if you want to call it that one luck of the draw this year. Uh, like you said, I do agree on the Seahawks, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The it's it's different every year, road record, home record, all that good stuff. But uh, I'd rather have the Packers and the Chiefs at home. I think at the Falcons is going to be really really tough. And then to end the year, uh, the the past or the last two or three games are at Oakland and at Philly. So and then you know even before that, it's at New York. It's not a given to beat them. So uh, anyway, I mean a tough stretch. But we'll talk to you guys each week. Until then, we'll try to preview these. You know, make these more consistent. Uh, I think we probably went a little bit over on the first episode, but that's to be expected. Um, and, and, you know, we look forward to talking a, a little bit about a, a win, hopefully this Sunday, and then take a look forward uh, next week going into that uh, Packers game, which will be a lot of fun. I mean, hated to, to end the season last year like you did, but hopefully you can get back and, and get a win against these guys at home. Absolutely. All right, man. Let's wrap it up. I'll let you close it out. Uh, I've given all I can, Jared. I've, I've given all I can. I've learned something just now. I had to admit something I didn't know. So I feel like, you know, I'm just putting myself out there for the, the tens of listeners that we have. The tens. All right. I'll take it. All right. Uh, thanks everybody. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at unofficial rev. That's at unofficial REV. And on Facebook, search unofficial review, subscribe to the podcast, the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. For Matt Clare, this is Jared Evans. Thanks for listening to the Unofficial Review. See ya.